For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Praise the Lord. Well, thank you for tuning in today. We're in the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John chapter 8. We're going to start in verse 31 as we've been going through the Gospel of John, verse by verse, expository preaching. Amen. There's nothing better than the Gospel of John and digging in and diving into God's Word and getting those nuggets of gold out. Amen. So in John chapter 8, verse 31 is where we're going to start. I'm going to read the previous verse, oh, verse 30. As he spake these words, many believed on him. And many will believe when they hear the Lord Jesus Christ's words. And they can hear them today if they'll but get in God's word. Open the Bible and read it. And you say, I want to know what God wants for my life. Then you need to open your Bible and you read it. And you say, well, I want to know what God has for my family. You need to open your Bible and read it and apply it. And you say, I want advice from God himself. Hey, that's great. That's a wonderful, glorious thing. Open your Bible and get it. Because when you open the Bible, you open the mind of God and what he has for you and for your life and for your family and even for the next generation. Amen. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever, the Bible says. So here in John chapter 8, the Lord Jesus is speaking to some religious leaders and talking to them. And verse 31 tells us, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. So Jesus made a distinction between those who are disciples and those who are disciples indeed. A disciple is anyone who professes to be a learner. I'm learning from them. I'm, I'm following them. But a disciple indeed is one who has definitely committed his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not just following today and going to give up on him and leave him tomorrow. No, you have made that commitment that I am a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am truly going to put my faith in him. And those who are true believers have that characteristic. You know, they abide in God's holy word and they continue every day after day after the teachings of Christ. I am not saying they won't fail one day or they won't mess up or they won't make a mess of themselves. But the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times yet he gets up again and he keeps on going. He keeps on going the way the Lord wants him to go. And so you can almost expect to fail at some time in your life. I'm not saying you should use that as an excuse. No, sir, or no, ma'am. But we are human beings and we're not saved from complete sin, but we are saved from the 
penalty of sin when a person is born again. Yet we still have that struggle. Even the apostle Paul said, I die daily. Why did he say that? Because he had a struggle. And the fight was real. The struggle is real, as the young people will say today. The struggle is real. And he had a fight. He had to die to himself every single day. He had to make a conscious decision that today I am going to follow what Christ has given me to do. Today, maybe... Christ hasn't given you something new to do. You do the last thing that God told you to do until he tells you to do something different. Amen. And so continue in the teaching of Christ. Continue in God's word, abiding in God's word. Don't turn aside from it. Don't turn away from it. Truth faith has the quality of steadfastness in God's word. Amen. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, you continue in God's word. And that's how you can also know in your own life and look back and say, look where I have came from and look where God has brought me in my Christian life, in my spiritual growth. Amen. Can I just say, can I advise you? You should get you a little booklet and start writing down the things that God has done in your life. And you know, that will help you to look back and see the progress of God working on you and the things that he is changing and making and molding you. Amen. And that is encouragement when you look back and read that. And so they're not saved by abiding his word. You are not saved by just abiding in his word, but they abide in his word because they are saved. Do you see the difference? They're, they're not, you're not going to be saved by abiding in his word. But you abide in his word because you are saved, because you do desire the sincere milk of the word. You do desire the meat of the word. You do desire God's word that's in you. And the only way it's in you is if you've truly put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he has given you that new nature, that new desires, that a new heart that, hey, I truly do want to be in God's word. I want to be where he wants me to be. Amen. John chapter 8, next verse, chapter 8 and verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen to that. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The promise is made to every true disciple that he shall know the truth, and that truth shall make you free. And there is nothing better being knowing that you are free, free from the bondage of sin, free from the penalty of sin. And the Jews did not know the truth, and they were in a terrible form of bondage. They were in the bondage of ignorance, error, and sin. Amen. They were in bondage to it. It owned them. It possessed them. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And whatever you are a servant to, that is your sin. Some people serve money. Some people serve idols, even idols they have set up, idols they have made, even their own self they can set up as an idol. What do you worship? What desires do you have in your heart? Do you desire God? Do you desire God's word? What have you made yourself a servant to? And so those who truly know the Lord Jesus are delivered from sin. When you truly know him, you're delivered from that sin. You're walking in the light. You are in the light, but you are walking in the light and you are led by the Holy Spirit 
of God. And there is nothing that will lead you to a better place than when you are truly led by the Spirit of God, because He is not going to lead you down the wrong path. He is not going to lead you somewhere that's going to destroy you. He is not going to lead you to destroy your family. The Holy Spirit is not going to lead you to destroy your marriage or destroy your children. No, everything the Holy Spirit leads you to will strengthen your walk with God, will strengthen your love and your desire for His Word. It, the Holy Spirit will lead you to things that will want you will want to love your wife more. The Holy Spirit will lead you to things you want to love and respect your husband even more. The Holy Spirit will lead you down a path of righteousness if you will but heed to the leading of the Holy Spirit and apply it to your life. Because we can get all the good advice and good guidance that we ever wanted, but if you do not listen to it, if you do not make the application and apply it to your life, it is just simply something that sounds good. Boy, that sounds good. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to apply that to my life. I'm not going to make those changes. I'm not going to throw those things out of my home. I'm not going to start doing what the Holy Spirit says. Well, you have, you are totally being disobedient. Yes, I said that word, disobedient, because if the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, it's what God has for you. Amen. Even the Bible says those that know to do good yet don't do it to them, it is sin. It is sin. So if the Holy Spirit shows you to do something, then it's good. And you say, I'm not doing that. I don't feel like it. I don't want to do that. I don't like that. I don't like them. I don't want to go there. I don't want that. I'm not giving that. Hey, that the Bible says that is sin. And you are not you are not heeding to the leading of the Holy Spirit as they were not in this scripture. John chapter 8 and verse 33. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Some of the Jews were standing by and they heard the Lord's reference to being made free and they resented it. They resented him immediately. They said, hey, you know where we're from? Do you know who we are? We're from the seed of Abraham and we've never been in bondage. And so they boasted of their descent from Abraham and that they had never been in bondage. But the truth is they had been in bondage. Israel had been in bondage in Egypt. As you remember, Moses led those people he was being led by god and he led those people out of the bondage of egypt so even while they still spoke with the lord jesus they were in bondage to sin and to satan that's right the bible says that if you are not a friend of god you are an enmity of god you are a child of the devil boy i know that's hard to hear before I was saved, I was a child of the devil and I did my own works, my own desires. Can I just say that's what the devil will come along and say? That's what the devil will come along and tempt you with? He's not going to come along and say, hey, tell him Satan said do this. No, he's going to say you. Hey, you want to do that. You should do that. You feel free to do that. It's all about you. It makes you feel good. It's what you want. Hey, it's okay. That's what Satan's going to use. He's going to use you and your own selfish desires to do those things that are sinful and make it all about you. There are many agendas today, and people want to live in sin, and they are pushing it on you that to 
make you feel like something's wrong with you if you don't agree with the sin that they want to live into. Can I just say no sir and no ma'am? The Bible clearly states, hey, get away from sin, flee from sin, amen? And if you don't, then Satan has a stronghold on you. You ever heard that saying, you are what you eat? You know, a really good athlete, man, they got a good strict diet. They stick to water. They stick to whole foods, vegetables. There's no processed food. There's not even a lot of meat. Amen. Why? Because you are what you eat. They'll feel like junk. They won't have the energy and the strength that they need to have to do the things that they need to do. You know what the Bible says? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are you feeding yourself and your spiritual life? Are you feeding yourself God's holy word? Are you feeding yourself what good preachers are preaching? Sound doctrine? Are you feeding yourself what the Holy Spirit tells you to do? What are you feeding yourself? Because you are what you eat. And that is so true even in the spiritual world, the Bible says. Amen. So make sure that you are taking Taking in those good things. Don't you love those child songs? Be careful, little eyes, what you hear, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful about what goes in, amen, because sooner or later, it'll take up residence and it'll start coming back out. If you remember, Jesus said it's what comes out of a man that defiles a man, amen. So as, as you thinketh in your heart, so is he. Make sure that you are eating good foods and not just watching junk on TV or junk on the internet or looking at junk magazines. No, make sure that you are getting the sincere milk of the the word. Isn't that something how the Bible talks about? It's milk for the young Christians, but for the older Christians, it can be meat. It can make you strong. It can sustain you. You can grow spiritual muscle with this. Amen to that. That's right. Faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the bigger it gets. Amen. And the more you read God's word, the more you're going to step out on faith. Verse 34, John chapter 8 and verse 34, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Hey, it is evident that the Lord was speaking about the bondage of sin, and there is some real bondage when it comes to sin. He reminded these Jewish listeners that whoever practices sin is a slave to sin. It has you in handcuffs. You are bonded to it. It is like being handcuffed to a dead person. You are dragging around and you can't get rid of it. I can, can I just say you will never get rid of it in and of yourself. Only the Lord Jesus Christ has the keys to set you free. Amen. So these Jews pretended to be very religious, but the truth of the matter was they were dishonest, irreverent, and soon to be murderers. For even now, even as they're talking to the Lord Jesus Christ, they are plotting his death. They are plotting to have him murdered. The next verse, John chapter 8, verse 35, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. Jesus next compared the relative position in the house of a slave and a son. Isn't that so true? The slave did not have any assurance that he would live there forever, whereas the son was at home 
in the house. Amen. You're not just there working. You're not just there to do a job. No, it's your house. It's your family. You reside there. Nobody's going to kick you out. Hey, your dad owns that house. And that's the way it is when you are a child of God. You're going to his house. You're going to live in his house. The Bible says that no man can pluck them out of my father's hands. Not even you yourself is going to kick yourself out once you're truly born again. Isn't that something? Isn't that a wonderful and great thing to know that that promise does not count on you? That promise does not count on me. That promise is based on God's holy word and God is not going to break his promise. The matter of fact, the Bible says that he's going to put a seal on you. Nobody can break that seal. The Bible says that you are sealed unto the day of redemption until God, till the Lord Jesus Christ comes back with a shout in the clouds, amen, to get his church, his bride, his people, the ones that he loved so much, the one that he died for, that he laid down his life for, amen. You are the one thing that God Almighty sent his son to die for on that cross. It wasn't for the whales or for the trees or for the birds. No, sir, no, ma'am. It was for you, for you personally. Hey, he wants a personal relationship with you. He wants fellowship with you. He wants to walk with you and talk with you and tell you that you are his own. Does that not tell you where you stand in the eyes of God, how much he loves you, how important you are to him, that you are the only thing that he has died for that because he wants so bad to have fellowship with you to make it right that you will be covered in the blood of his son that he, when he looks upon you he will see the perfect righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ and here he says in this verse and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. So whether the word son applies to the son of God or whether it applies to those who become the children of God by faith in Christ, it's clear that Lord Jesus was telling these Jews that they were not sons, but no, you're a slave to sin. Can I just ask you today, what are you? Are you a slave? Are you a son? Are you a slave to sin? Are you a son, a child of God? Where do you stand today in the eyes of God? You say, well, I got time to get right. There'll be tomorrow or before I die, I'll make it right. No, sir. No, ma'am. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You are not promised tomorrow. You may not make it through the night. You may not make it home from work. If you're in your car listening, you may not even make it home. No, the the Bible says today is the day of salvation. I, can I just recommend pull over on the side of the road and get right with God right now. Today is the day. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or 10 minutes from now, but listen to me. God is calling you right now. Will you answer that call? Verse number 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you ye shall be free indeed. Hey, when the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. There is no question that the word Son in this verse is Christ himself. It's referring to Christ himself. And those who are made free by him are made free indeed. Amen. Forever and ever. This means that, that when that person comes to the Savior and receives eternal life from him, that person is freed from slavery of sin, legalism, superstition, demonism, demonic possession. Hey, you are free from all of that. I'm not saying you're you're demonically possessed, but I do believe there are some people who are. They were in the Bible days, just as they are today. 
Jesus went around and cast out many demons and many devils, amen? And he can do the same today if you'll but receive him as your personal savior. Open up your heart, realize you're a sinner and say, hey, I cannot save myself, but he can. Verse 37, I know that ye are Abraham's seed. This is Jesus speaking. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. The Lord acknowledged that as far as a physical lineage was concerned, these Jews, they were. He acknowledged, hey, you were literally the seeds of Abraham. No question about it. But it was evident that they were not the spiritual seed of Abraham. They had not trusted in the same God. No, sir, no, ma'am. They were not godly men like Abraham was. They sought to kill the Lord Jesus Christ because his teaching had no place in them. See, they themselves wanted the preeminence before Christ. They themselves wanted the honor. They themselves wanted the glory. And the Bible says the only person worthy of receiving honor and glory is the Lord Jesus Christ. But the truth is, these men, these religious leaders, they wanted the honor. They wanted the glory. And you see here, Christ comes along with the truth and he's taken the power away from them. They don't have to go through them to get to God. In other words, is what they were telling the people. No, Christ said, no, you you can go to God through me. And the same is today. You don't need a priest. You don't need a rabbi. No, sir, no, ma'am. The Bible says that because of what Christ did on the cross, he is now our intercessor. You have the right to approach the throne of God boldly. The Bible says in Hebrews, boldly. If you are a child of God, if you've been born again, why? Because of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And these, these men here, they did not allow the words of Christ to take effect in their lives. Just like I talked about in the beginning, you can know all this good advice. You can know what you really should do. But if you won't let it have effect in your life, if you won't apply it, if you won't put anointment on the wound, it will not get healed. Amen. You have to apply it. They resisted Christ's doctrine. They resisted his teaching and they resisted him verse 38 i speak that which i have seen with my father and ye do that which ye have seen with your father the things jesus taught them were the things he had been commissioned by his father to speak that's what jesus did he did the work of his father he and his father were so completely one that the words he spoke were words from God himself. Absolutely, he spoke God's word. So in contrast, the Jews did those things which they had learned from their father. But here the Lord Jesus, he did what his father told him. But see, they were a child of the devil. They were a child of sin. They were a slave to sin. They were doing their own will. And Jesus said, no, I come to do the will of my father. Verse 39, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Once again, the Jews claimed kinship to Abraham. They loved throwing his name out there. They boasted in the fact that Abraham was their father. However, the Lord Jesus pointed out that although they were Abraham's descendants, they were not his children. They had never been born into that family. The Bible says what's born of flesh is flesh. What's born of spirit is spirit. If you want to be a child of God, you've got to be spiritually reborn, spiritually born into God's family. Amen. 
And let me just tell you, usually children, children look and walk and talk like their parents. They do. And that's what is expected of you if you're a child of God. You are expected to walk, talk, and look like your Savior. The Bible says that we are the, the eyes, the hands, and the feet, that we are supposed to look and walk and talk and be like Jesus. So if you genuinely care for people, if you genuinely love for people, hey, your walk has got to match your talk. You've got to be it. Even when people hurt you, you've got to love them. Why? Because that's what Jesus did to you. Even though you hurt him, he loved you. Even those people that you look down on, he loves them. Even the people the world throws down, like the woman at the well, nobody would even talk to her. Jesus made it a point to go right to her. Verse 40, but now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God, this did not Abraham. Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you how you can escape hell and come to heaven if you'll but repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in me. The Bible says you must be born again. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. 9200. Thank you for tuning into Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.